All right, beloved, let's take our Bibles and open up to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 13. Hebrews, chapter 13. I have for you tonight uh, a little different kind of message. I think that it's uh, time. I think the, the, uh, the Spirit of the Lord has led me to um, choose and to preach on this small passage here in Hebrews, chapter 13, and I trust it will be a blessing to your heart. Now, if you have your Bible with you, I'd like to ask you to read together with me the Scriptures tonight from verse 12 to verse number 15. 12 to 15 of Hebrews chapter 13, after which we'll have a word of prayer, and then we'll continue the message. All right, let's begin reading together. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. May God bless the word. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for a wonderful day that you've given to us so far, and we thank you, Lord, that you know what, hold, what tomorrow holds and that we can hold your hand. Now, Father God, we ask that you would please enlighten our hearts and encourage our, our, um, our, our families, our loved ones, uh, uh, each of us, Lord, encourage us, please, as we take a look at this passage here and the admonition of giving you praise. And so bless us as we study the scripture tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you about um, this business of praising the Lord, and uh, the title is A Basket Full of Fruit. A Basket Full of Fruit. The English word fruit comes from a Latin word fructus, and it means enjoyment. It means delightful, and it means a few other things as well. Um, botanists, they describe fruit as either sweet or sour, seed-bearing structures that are edible in the raw state. Now, there you go. Those are the words of a botanist, I suppose. The rest of us, we just see it, and we say, oh, I want some. Now, we wonder how many different types of of fruit there are in the world, edible fruit. And again, no one knows for sure, but uh, the number is in the thousands, that's for sure. It's well, well over 2,000 different types of fruit. For example, bananas. How many different types of bananas do you know of? Well, there's the yellow kind, and there's the green kind, but that's not what we're talking about. Did you know that there's over 1,600 different types of banana? in the world. Did you know that? Now what about apples? I'll tell you, I'll give you a little hint. There's more types of apples than there are of bananas. There are 7,500 different types of apples in the world. Isn't that phenomenal? I mean, these are things we take for granted and we don't stop to realize the diversity. Now, uh, the experts who do their uh, uh, transplanting and their their, uh, uh, whatever it is they do to come up with new types of bananas and 
and apples. I mean, they're hard at work doing all of that, I suppose. But uh, it's just something that we don't realize until we take the time to, to study it, that there's a lot of different fruit out there. And uh, uh, fruit is something that is enjoyable. People enjoy fruit. Generally, they enjoy fruit. And the fruit has always been a symbol also of fertility and blessing and joy in the Bible. We have that word fruit uh, being used many times. Uh, on the tables of wealthy people, they usually have fruit. The tables are graced with fruit, bowls of fruit. And it's a sign of, uh, of joy and, uh, well... Uh, blessing and fruitfulness, things like that. Now, in verse 15 here, verse 15, praise to God is like having fruitful lips. Again, it says, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And so, Every time that you pray, every time you go to God in prayer, it ought to include some fruit. You ought to always bring some fruit to God whenever you pray. Don't bring your requests for sure, but bring them some fruit. Bring him some, uh, some praise, the sacrifice of your lips. Um, this is certainly a very happy gift with God. God is always open and welcoming fruit that we bring to him in uh, Psalm 27.6, it talks about the sacrifices of joy. In Psalm 47, verse 1, it talks of the, the voice of triumph. In Isaiah 51, and verse 3, it speaks of the voice of melody. And this is like bringing fruit to God. And God is always uh, uh, very interested in that. And so let's give God fruit. And I want to suggest that we bring him a basket of fruit tonight. At the end of the service, we want to have a little thank you prayer meeting. I think these are biblical, beloved. I think that it's very wise and proper to bring thanks and praise to God. And Sunday nights is our opportunity to do that as a church. I believe that we need to do that. Bring him praise. Now, some Christians, they, they don't have much to praise the Lord about. And they say, now, what have I got to thank God for? What, what has he done for me? What, what has he done? Well, let me use an illustration of your fingers. Are your fingers magnetic? Or are they just flesh and bone? What do I mean by that? Well, they say that if you took a, um, a plate or a, a pan of sand... And we were told that in this pan of sand lay many particles of iron, iron filings. If you were to run your fingers through the pan of sand, you wouldn't find them. You can't see them, and you wouldn't find them. But if you took a magnet and dragged that magnet through that pan of sand, then I think you, you know the answer that magnet would attract to itself all of the particles of iron. You'd lift the magnet, and it would be dripping with the particles of iron. And likewise, some Christians are, are like those with, they just run their fingers through a pan of sand, 
They can't seem to find the blessings of God. Other Christians seem to have magnetic fingers. And they can run their, their fingers through the sand and it attracts all of those magnetic particles. Are you looking for the blessings of God? Do you wonder sometimes why is it that others seem to have more joy and more thankfulness than me? Do you ever wonder about that? Well, that would be a good question. That would be good, something to wonder about. Uh, listen, beloved, your heart, is it magnetic? Are you attracting the, 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 uh, the blessings? Are you aware of them? So that you can give thanks to God for all of these blessings. We're going to talk about some of these things tonight. And uh, you may want to jot some down. Uh, these are just some things that I'll give you tonight. Number one, you can praise God and thank Him for your precious salvation. What can you possibly compare to salvation? Salvation is the greatest blessing. It's the greatest gift. And if you're one of the fortunate ones to be saved and part of God's family, you have something to be thankful for all eternity. Give him, that, that ought to be at the top of your list. Give him praise and thanks for your salvation. Something else is give him thanks for the Bible. The Word of God. Where would we be without the Word of God? The Word of God is our, our trusted companion through life. It's God speaking to our hearts day by day. Oh, listen, it's a living book. There's no other book like it. You can take all of the great works of all the great men uh, down through the thousands of years of history. You can take the writings of Plato and Socrates. You can take the, the writings of, of Shakespeare. You can take any of the modern writings. And they don't compare to the Bible because these are dead books, whereas the Bible is alive, it's living. You read it, it speaks to you. You press your ear to it, it says, I love you. You squeeze it, and it almost oozes blood. It is a living book, beloved. You can praise God for the Bible. Something else to praise God for is our church. Isn't that right? God's blessed us with a wonderful church. We're not the biggest church, but we're not the smallest church either. But we are God's church. Jesus is the head of this church. We are members of his, his church. Praise the Lord. Oh, what wonderful times we have in our memories of fellowship and singing and preaching and testimony and baptisms and memberships and victories, salvations. God has blessed us. God has blessed our church. And our church is... Coming up to 21 years old, isn't that something? Isn't God good? And he's blessed us through, through the good times and the not-so-good times and the times of plenty and the times of poverty. And he's watched over us and blessed us. And we've got something to be thankful for. We really do. Uh, we know each other because of the church. If it wasn't for the church, we wouldn't know each other. We've met at the church. Isn't that true? Uh, the friends that you have, you met them at church. Church is a wonderful instrument. It's a wonderful organization, a wonderful organism that God has designed. Praise God for it. And now something else. And I hope that it's been on your mind lately, and that's the rapture, the catching away of the church to the Lord Jesus himself. Oh, listen, let's take a look at this, shall we? 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's turn back there a few pages. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And look at verse number 
8. I want you to read this out loud with me, okay? This is one of those precious verses, precious promises. Praise the Lord. Let's read it together. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8. All together, beloved, here we go. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. This speaks Lord, uh, of the rapture. It also speaks of the, actually the, 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 the happy hand of death. Because death can put us in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the worst that death can do. That's the, that's the worst. That's not so bad, is it? Putting us into the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his name. Oh, listen, folks. I think that the time is getting uh, shorter and shorter, and uh, his coming is nearer and nearer, and it may be nearer than what we think. You know, I was just thinking about the uh, financial mess that's going on. You know, it's not the first time, is it, that this world has been in financial mess. I did a little study here. In October of 1907, the U.S. stock market fell 50%, a terrible crash. Then in October of 1929, stock markets around the world crash. And then in October 1987, the markets around the world crashed again. And then in October 2008, the markets around the world crashed again. This year in March of 2020, the markets around the world, because of the pandemic, have crashed again. These have been mainly in October. This most recent one is in March, March and April. But we, we haven't reached October yet. It may come back and it may be worse than ever. Some of these uh, financial experts are definitely predicting doom and gloom financially for the whole world. Our country of Canada has already taken a serious hit. And we've got a, a lot of businesses that have closed their doors never to open them again. We have people who have lost their jobs never to regain them again. The whole world is being forced to change. Like it changed in 9-11, it's changed again here in 2020. And it just makes the coming of Jesus that much sweeter. Oh, even so, come, Lord Jesus. And he will come. Something else you can praise the Lord for is we still can let our light shine. We can let our light shine, we can give out gospel tracts, we can make phone calls, we can send emails, we can encourage people to watch online, and beloved, I hope you're doing that. I hope you're taking advantage of this, because remember, these days, we're pretty much reduced. Our ministries are pretty much reduced to the internet and the prayer closet. We have these two, the internet and the prayer closet. I hope you're making good use of both. Good use of your prayer closet, but good use of your internet, and invite others, your friends, to tune in and to watch. And I hope you're watching the daily podcasts. We put them together with you in mind. And remember to click the like and click the subscribe and put in a comment there, and that helps us to minister to more and more people. And let's see if we can get the number of devices up, up, up uh, each and every week. But we can, we can let our light shine. We can help others come to Christ. Hallelujah. And we can praise God for our homes and for our health 
and for our cars, and for our jobs, and for our clothes, and for our food, and all these things. Someone says, Pastor, I've lost my job. All right, I'm sorry to hear that, but is God still meeting your needs? Yes, he is. Pastor, I've, I've had to change location. I can't, I can't, I've lost my home. I've had to move into another location. All right, sorry to hear that, but has God met your needs? Has he looked after you? Yes, he has. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if we have a car or lose a car, have a house or lose a house. He's always going to meet our needs, and especially... If we follow the promise of Jesus, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. You don't have to worry about it. You just have to make your needs known. Give us this day our daily bread. You have to make your needs known. That's important you do that. The father-child relationship. What else can we be thankful for? We can be thankful for the many missionaries that have partnered with us and are helping us to take the gospel around the world. You and I, we can't, we can't even leave the country, can we? How can we get around the world? Our missionaries can. Praise God for the 85 missionaries that are out there spread around the world that are serving the Lord, going to places that we can't get to. Praise God. Please be praying for your missionaries. I hope that every single one of you has adopted into your heart one of the, at least one, maybe two, of these wonderful heroes, these missionaries, and be praying for them every day, every day. Pray for their needs. Pray for what you think they need. Send them off an email and ask them, what do you need? Let me pray for you. Praise God for our missionaries. And something else is we can praise God for the things we don't yet understand. And there's a few of them. A few things that we still don't understand. We still don't fully understand why God has allowed the pandemic. But we can still give God thanks for it. Because he makes no mistakes. Remember folks, we got Romans 8.28 credited to our bank account. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. I trust I'm talking to you. I trust that you love God. I trust that you are one of the called according to his purpose. You say, well, how can I know for sure? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Have you repented of your sins? Have you come to, to, to Jesus in prayer? Have you gotten on your knees and said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner on my way to a Christless eternity. I'm going to end up in hell unless you forgive me my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior. Have you done that, my friend? You see, salvation is a free gift to whosoever will. It's not a free gift to a select few. It's a free gift. God is no respecter of persons. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah for that. Listen, is is there anything else that we could give God thanks for? Well, I did a little Bible study here on praise, and I'm not going to give you all of the, the verses here, but just listen, listen to, to what I found. God is worthy of praise. Christ is worthy of praise. God is glorified by praise. Praise is to be offered to Jesus Christ. 
Praise is acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Praise is due, it's owed, it's due to God on account of His majesty, His glory, His excellency, His greatness, His holiness, His wisdom, His power, His goodness, His mercy, His loving kindness and truth, His faithfulness and truth, His salvation, his wonderful works, his consolation, his judgments, his counsel, the fulfilling of his promises, the pardon of sin, spiritual health, constant preservation, deliverances, protection, answers to prayer, the hope of glory, all spiritual blessings, all temporal blessings, and the continuance of these blessings. Praise the Lord. And something else we need to praise the Lord for, and that's hardships. Your Bible's open at Hebrews 13. Look at verse 12. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp. That means outside outside of Jerusalem, where Jesus was crucified, bearing his reproach. For here, in this world, in this city, we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. You see that? We need to give thanks to God for hardships. If you're going through hardships, the Lord knows and understands. And you need to, you need to give him thanks for that. Back in 1956, in a newspaper in the United States, a lady began writing a newspaper column. It was called Dear Abby. Now that lady has since died. I believe she was a Christian. She's gone home to heaven. And her daughter continues to write. But that lady wrote a, a prayer. And her daughter published it. It's entitled, O Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for food and remember the hungry. We thank Thee for health and remember the sick. We thank Thee for friends and remember the friendless. We thank Thee for freedom and remember the enslaved. May these remembrances stir us to service that Thy gifts to us may be used for others. Oh, listen, I want you to praise him tonight. I want to encourage you in our little thank you prayer meeting in just a little while. I want to encourage you to lift up your heart and give him thanks and praise. And not just tonight, not just tonight, but tomorrow on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday. Every time you come to God in prayer, bring a basket of fruit to God. Would you do that? Would you do that?